I used to be afraid about what people might say or think after reading what I had written. I am not afraid anymore because when I write, I am not trying to prove anything to anyone. I am just expressing myself and my opinions. It's okay if my opinions are different from those of the reader. Each of us can have his own opinions. So writing is like talking. If you are afraid of writing, you may end up being afraid of talking. Bagambiki Javier Rimana. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And my apologies to that author of Pearls of Eternity. If I have absolutely butchered your name, I am very sorry. I did my best. <laughs> Neither of us is Rwandan, so. But we love the quote because that is what not only this particular episode is about, but this entire podcast is about. You've heard us say it now well over a hundred times. Writing selfishly, writing to please yourself, writing to entertain yourself, not caring about what the reader thinks until you're editing. These are all difficult lessons to learn, but they set you free. So this is August. August is the birthday month of Writing Roots. We started last year, one year ago, at the beginning of August, with the goal of helping new authors in their journey to self-publishing or traditional publishing, if that's what they want, with the goal of getting them to just write something, to get over those fears, those concerns, those worries that people won't like what you write. It sounds so simple when we say it on the air and we sound like we know what we're talking about, but we are both still learning. And when we find something new, we want to announce it. And so you guys can learn that much faster. And that is part of the goal of the podcast, to accelerate your growth as an author, to become more like yourself. That's why this entire episode, we're going to be talking about our motto, the reason why we tell you to write selfishly. Yes, sometimes writing selfishly means that you are going to be writing terribly. I would actually say that's most of the time. You'll be writing terribly. That is good. It is better to get it done than to get it right the first time around. There is no value in ideas. Oh, I have this great idea. If all that ever happens with it is it stays up in your head, then nobody else can enjoy it. You can kind of regurgitate it to them in an elevator or across the table at a restaurant, but they can't invest in the story. They can't give your idea as much attention as it deserves if it's only ever in your head. So this whole month, we have been talking about diagnosing problems in writing, common issues that people face. The reason why we're talking about our motto for this bonus episode is because this is the most common root of all of those problems. All of the advice that people seek, all of the questions that new authors have usually get down to the root of whether or not they are writing selfishly, whether or not they are writing because they love to write and have a story to get out. A lot of the questions I see in the forums or in person when we're asking, hey, which genre should I write in? Which one's popular right now? What are agents looking for? These questions tell me you don't know what to write 
and you're trying to be someone you're not. Everything about writing is the most honest facet about me. If you want to learn about me, you read my writing. And yes, my writing is fiction and I don't have any self-insertion in this or that. It's all an exploration. Ted Decker says to write to discover. That means discover something about yourself in your writing. When you are asking these questions about what people are looking for or is it okay if I write fill in the blank, you aren't writing selfishly. You are the only one who can answer those questions. Despite my issues with Ernest Hemingway and his boring writing, he does have a great quote relating to this. There is nothing to writing. All you do is sit down at a typewriter and bleed. If you're writing selfishly, you are bleeding onto the page. You are giving part of yourself to the work. My biggest concern with new writers is that they are focused so much on becoming popular, becoming famous, selling a ton of books and making a ton of money that they aren't enjoying the process anymore. I speak as a writer who it fails at writing, honestly. <laughs> There's a reason why I tend to edit. I'm convinced that writing and talking about writing are actually two different hobbies. Yes. <laughs> I love to write and it is a passion of mine. It is a hobby and I really enjoy it. And it makes me sad when people aren't enjoying the process because they're so focused on writing what people want them to write. Writing a story because it would be popular, not because it's the story that they have inside of them that's just bursting out of them. I see a lot of talk about ghostwriting, and I actually had an opportunity to be a ghostwriter a while back, and I declined because no one can write like you. If I try to write your story for you, it's no longer your story. It's my story of someone else's idea, perhaps, but then you can get frustrated that I didn't portray it well and blah, blah, blah. If you want the story to be told exactly like you want it to be told, don't ask someone else to write it because they can't write selfishly for you. That's only something you can do. So in your writing, if you feel that something's not quite right, if you feel that lack of motivation or in any way inhibited about the story, pause and think about why you're not able to move forward with it. Think about what is stopping you. Is it because you're worried how people will receive it? Is it because you're worried that it won't be like that nationally famous author? If it's an answer like that, step back and remind yourself why you're writing in the first place. That's often the solution to writer's block. I tell people, learn something new because then you're passionate about it and you want to write about it. You want to reflect that in your writing. But if you know what you need to write, but you don't feel motivated to write it, there's a chance it's because the way you think it must be written is not selfish in some way. Well, such and such needs to happen, does it? It's your story. Turn it on its head. These concepts that you think the story needs to be a certain way, 
are handcuffs you're putting on yourself. And the key to those handcuffs is always writing selfishly. There's a reason why in all the episodes this month, we have said, just write the story and fix the problem later. If you have awkward dialogue, write it however you want and fix it later. If you do have those red flag words, write them, throw them in, salt it like my mother salts her soup. (laughs) It's okay because you can fix it later. Unlike that soup, you can fix it later. (laughs) This is one of those few art styles where you can fix it later. There's a running joke in the film industry of, oh, we'll just fix it in post, which is a terrible mindset to have because the better your capture is, the better your quality your product is going to be at the end. Writing isn't like that. You get to recapture it. You get to reapproach in your editing with a better concept of how the story ends. And you can even surprise yourself. You actually can fix it in post. That's what post is for. (laughs) So... I know personally, my biggest fear, my biggest inhibition with writing is that it's not perfect the first time around. You're an editor. You have to turn off your editing brain, take off the editing hat when you're writing. And that's been very difficult for me to do, but I really focused on doing exactly that with the book that I finished in July. It was really hard for me to stop editing. It was really difficult for me to say, it's terrible, but that's okay and move on. So understand that you're not alone in these problems. Here I am feeling like a huge hypocrite so much because I'm telling you guys, write selfishly, just get the story out, while I can't do it myself so often. And there are tools that you can find along the way to help you write selfishly. One of the tools that I really encourage people to do, because if you're anything like me where you want to edit as you write, handwrite. I am a pen and paper person. I'm not a keyboard person. We had that episode last November, I think. I like a pen and paper because it stops me from editing. There is no backspace. I can cross something out if necessary, but it forces me to keep moving forward. This is a tool that I've found works for me. Because otherwise, I will be on that backspace and then I will open a tab to make sure I'm spelling this right and using it well. And then I go off on a tangent and I never get to the actual writing part of writing. For me, in July, it was healthy competition. Finding a group of people that compete in a good, uplifting way against each other to achieve a goal. So I actually had two different groups that I did this with. One was with a Brandon Sanderson fan group that I'm part of that we got together and decided we're going to set individual goals and track them and kind of keep each other accountable and supporting and encourage each other through the month in the Camp July Rimo. And then I also discovered a Discord group that is no sleep till book done. Their whole goal is, again, that friendly competition. They have writing sprints. They had, they call it the war zone, where they'd set up a certain style of competition, whether it's 
different teams trying to reach a certain goal or whatever. But it gave me a drive every day to try to write because I am a competitive person. And sometimes I need that competition that someone else pushing me to achieve more and do better. This was actually really apparent in high school swimming because <laughs> I swam the distance. I, I did the 500 freestyle race. So that's the, the really long swim. You do like 20 laps in the pool. And my time was always around like seven to eight to nine minutes because I'd just get in and I'd start swimming. And most of the people really far outpaced me. So I didn't have anyone close to me. So I just worked at my own pace, didn't really push myself. I mean, kind of pushed myself a little bit, but I just got really lazy and just had fun swimming. Then we had our district competition and the person in the lane right next to me swam at a pace that was very similar to mine. Hmm. I cut a minute and a half off my best time in one race because I actually had similar competition because I had someone to race against. So that tells you how competitive I am. <laughs> I could have had a great time and cut that minute and a half off my time way earlier, but I needed someone there to drive me, to push me. And that's how I am with writing, is having that friendly competition of getting it done, hitting that deadline, just writing. But in the end, writing is collaborative. There's no competition with other authors when it comes to distributing your books. If you're looking for an accountability partner, your local library probably has access to a local writing club. They can point you at least in the right direction. Your college is another great place to look for that. Or if you are part of our writing club for this podcast, we also have a Discord channel and you're welcome to do writing sprints with us there. You're welcome to ask us any questions to help light that fire under you and have that accountability partner to go, hey, did you manage to finish writing that fight scene yet? We can help you with that. We love to help writers. That is why we started this podcast. We want to help you. If you want more help from us, our Patreon is a great way to do that because you do get access to our Discord. We will have those writing sprints with you. We will give you direct advice, direct conversation to talk about you, your story, your book, and give you direct advice on what you need so that you can write selfishly in the process just like we try to do. And we can poke you and make sure you've written at least something this week, even if it's three words. One of the reasons why we have this podcast is on the off chance that I get the chance to time travel. I can take all of these episodes and bring them back to early writer me and learn all of these lessons that much sooner. And that is a lot of our goal for you guys to distribute advice, lessons that we've learned, and to be able to go back to search on our website and go, hey, I'm looking for advice on how to deal with a Mary Sue. Okay, you can search Mary Sue. We have an episode about that. You can dig into it. Speaking of which, we recently discovered a glitch in our podcast systems that was only sending 10 episodes to our RSS feed. So Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, we're only having 10 episodes at a time. 
So now you can actually go back on those platforms and find those old episodes. So if you do need to find the episode on how to avoid the Mary Sue, or if you need to find the episode on how to write a good monster, they should now be on the platforms. And if you ever have any questions, our website has a landing page with all of these extra details for these episodes. When we did our character interviews, all of those questions were on our landing page for that episode. You can look it up. Ask yourself these questions as we are asking each other these questions. These are resources for you. They are free. Download it. Share it. We ask that you don't edit it for obvious reasons. But we want everyone to be educated in the writing process. Again, we are not competing with other authors. The more you succeed, the more readers that are out there, the more we all win. So have you noticed in your own experience a difference between when you had the mentality of writing selfishly and mentality of writing well? Oh, by far. My writing is actually so much better when I just write, partially assisted by the fact that it actually gets done. But I don't feel restricted when I'm writing selfishly because I focus on my story. I focus on the characters and their stories. I focus on just getting it on paper. I still struggle with this, but I really try to forget about how things are phrased. If you look at my first draft of the book that just finished in July, so much of it is phrased very similarly all the way through the book. It's just how I write. And I plan to fix that so there's a, a lot more variety in, you know, the choreography of movement and stuff. But at least it's done. I've found that telling myself to write selfishly has actually given me the courage to write different things. For a long time, I worried about what my grandma might think if she reads this. And after I released my first couple of books and realized they're not, okay. All of those things that were holding me back from writing something dark, writing something scary, writing something emotional, every wall that I had placed on myself is a wall that can be broken down with this phrase. So anytime that you are stressed, you're frustrated with your writing, if you're anything like me, this phrase has helped me dramatically. Because it's no longer about if it's good or not. It's no longer about if it will sell well. This scene is terrible. Okay, make it better for you. Well, I like it the way it is. Then it's good. That's what writing selfishly means. It means giving yourself the freedom to write the way you write. Because nobody else can write like you can. Nobody else has the same story that you do. If you really hold to this lesson, if you hold to this motto that we have of writing selfishly, even if your product at first is worse, it will be better. It will get better. Your writing will get better because you're writing more. You're writing what matters to you, not what matters to someone else or what you think matters to someone else. That's why a lot of our merchandise is based around your writing experience. 
so that you have that sticker on your laptop before you even boot up. It's telling you, hey, don't forget to write selfishly. That mug that you're drinking tea out of says write selfishly on it. So when your eyes aren't on the page, they might be there as a reminder to help you be the best writer you can be. This does not mean editors are worthless. That is not what this phrase means at all. I think if you've listened to us for any length of time, you're pretty aware how vital editors are. But your editor should be somebody who is helping you tell your story. Somebody who is helping you clarify what you want to come across to your audience. So of all the things that we've talked about, all the advice that we've given, all the suggestions in the last year, the more than 100 episodes that we've done, this will always be the most important lesson that we will give. This is the most important advice that I feel like I can give any writer. This will set you free. And it sounds like something that is so easy and yet so impossible at the same time, but it does take practice. Honestly, the more you write selfishly, the more you're going to enjoy it, the more your audience is going to enjoy it, the better your story will be every time. But it all starts with writing selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 